Welcome to the Unstoppable Recording Machine Podcast, brought to you by Ibanez Guitars and Basses. Ibanez strives to make high-quality, cutting-edge musical instruments that any musician can afford and enjoy. Visit Ibanez.com for more info. And now your hosts, Joey Surges, Joel Wanasek, and Al Levy. Welcome to the Unstoppable Recording Machine Podcast. It's kind of weird being in the same room, isn't it? Yeah, I've never podcasted with any of you clowns yeah, in the same room. it's kind of interesting. Um, well, we're down one clown a day. Joey, uh, RIP, he's in Detroit. I'm in Wisconsin uh, with Joel. We have got a special guest with us instead of Joey Mr. John Brown just happened to be stopping by. And uh, John Brown from Monuments and the Internets and England. So, <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we, uh, we're not going to really talk much about why he's here. It's a super secret thing. But, uh, we're maybe really... we're just hanging out. Yeah, maybe we are just you hanging out. You want to come hang out in my lounge and uh, light up candles. and. <laughs> so the, if you hear the sound... <laughs> it's <Yeah>. the cost. <laughs> yep. It's a hookah. We're in my Middle Eastern-themed lounge, which is about 10 by 10. It's kind of uh, small for a podcast, but... Uh, it's a cozy room. Cool. It's a cozy room. Cool. I actually really like what you've done with it. Um, I'm glad you guys, like, good the Drum Forge guys fucking hate it, man. They're, yeah. like, uh, they're savage. They're just like, that fucking room, blah, blah, blah. They're just jealous, man. Yeah, you know, there's nothing cool on that side of the, the doors, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand what they don't like about it, but... I've also gotten shit in the past when I've tried to decorate things from people. Like, you know, it's a thing that guys just like to make fun of each other for anything. So, like, I've had, I've tried to decorate things. Oh, are you going to go decorate it? Like, (laughs) you know. Wait, isn't like Billy decorated? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Billy Decker is coming on uh, Nail the Mix in April. That's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, I heard that. Isn't that pretty incredible? I mean,. Fuck. We're going to go country. Well, I think that uh, we've pretty much fulfilled our metal quota in like the past four months. We've had Gojira, Meshuga, and Jason Richardson. And uh, in the past six months, also had Periphery and Machine Head. So I feel like metal quota, we've uh, we fulfilled it, and there will always be more metal. Like We've got a lot of metal lined up. And uh, we'll always do heavy stuff, but you got to expand your horizons. Yeah, I mean, this is, I feel like, a really important topic to talk about because you guys who want to record for a living, um, I know we have a lot of people that just record for fun or play in bands and stuff like that, but for those of you guys who really want to dig into this stuff and you want to just full-time, 24-7, you know, producer life... You got to learn to record different genres. So you may like only recording and mixing gent music. That's cool. Like, I get it. But what happens when a country artist books your studio and you've got, say, a month open and you're looking for something to do and they have money, they're going to want to come and spend it and you're going to want to take it and you're going to want to do a kick-ass job. So, you know, learning how to mix different genres, at least in my opinion, was something that really helped me when I was through a lot of my career I think until I really started doing a lot more metal stuff and specializing and working on bigger bands but when I was doing a lot of local stuff I mean it'd be like I'd be working with rap then I'd be doing deathcore then the next week I'd be doing like crunkcore like some pop music or something like that you know you gotta be versatile because it's so important because who wants to say no to a paying client especially when you're trying to get established in your first five years of running a studio business I mean it's just 
I think suicide to only say like, yeah, I only work in one genre, bro. Like I'm too fucking cool for school. I uh, don't want to record anything else other than what I like. And I'll tell you guys, like I used to kind of be an elitist metal prick, and I guess this goes back to being, <laughs> <laughs> going back to being our conversation a while ago. Well, just don't be an elitist piece of shit. But I was an elitist piece of shit for a long time. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of genres that I ended up liking when bands would come into my studio and bring them to me. And I didn't fully understand them at first. And I was like, what the fuck? This is stupid. I hate this. But, you know, after a couple days, you're like, oh, yeah, I get why kids like this. This is actually pretty cool. Like, I understand it now. So you got to, as a producer, I feel like adapt. And you have to be able to be open-minded and just listen to different styles of music. So hopefully you guys embrace this month here coming up here with Billy Decker. I mean, hey, we got Meshuggah this month, but... Um, getting to do a massive country song like we're going to be doing, it's a pretty fucking incredible opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that uh, Billy has had 12 number one singles, something ridiculous like that, and it's going to be a huge artist. It's not every day that you get to work on stuff of that level, and I think that it'll be a really, really great look into a genre that's not kind of like ours, but has a lot of parallels, because... It still is real musicians yeah, playing real parts. They use guitars. They have real drums. Like, out of all the genres that are popular, uh, country has the most in, uh, in common with rock and metal. Um, and it is actually, in lots of ways, uh, one of the genres that's keeping really good musicianship alive because the players in the country scene are the fucking best. Yeah. By far, they're the best. And the producers and engineers are the best too other than pop and, and uh, there's a ton of money still in that genre which yeah. is fantastic most so, amount of money really isn't it what's that most amount of money in country yeah I think so yeah it's more than pop yeah I think so so there's there's a lot of benefit to at the very least checking it out and trying to learn from it and also you know you're talking about what if a country band books your studio what if you get a rock or metal band who wants a slightly different touch on something, and if all you do is listen to metal, work on metal, 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 and they want a different sound, not necessarily a country part, but like they hear a twangy thing, you know, they have, an, they have a vision for something kind of twangy sounding here, and uh, you don't know how to do it. That would suck. Yeah, it'd be quite embarrassing. Yeah, it would and- suck to not be able to basically do the job that a band hires you to do and sometimes bands have weird requests and a lot of those weird requests are what set you apart as a producer like a lot of that post-production stuff and the unique elements you bring to a mix or a production a lot of that comes from other genres absolutely so if you're a super metal dude and we know there's a lot of you over at nail the mix you know don't be afraid next month when we do some country because like we said, you know, being an elitist, it um, it's a very self-defeating and stupid mentality, especially when you want to do this for a living. It's just, I mean, you might as well just, like, shoot yourself in your own foot figuratively. It, it really, it's like career suicide. So be smart, you know. Take the opportunity to really learn, really absorb it. I can't fucking wait. Like, I can't stand country music, but I am stoked. And I mean, absolutely fucking stoked to watch Billy Mix because he is absolutely fucking incredibly gifted. Yeah. And I got to say that we're making it sound like people are bummed. People are actually super excited. They are. Yeah, from what we've seen. I always apologize for everything, even though I didn't... Well, I think (laughs) we're just being honest. Like, there's... uh, When you are known for a genre like metal, taking a step into a genre like country can be a weird thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, since we all come from the metal scene we and are in touch with it, we know that it can be a weird thing. Yeah. So it just needs to be talked about. So what are we going to do today? Yeah. So, uh, John, it's kind of funny that the episode that you happen to be here for is our funnest episode of all time, the Mixed Crit Monday on a Wednesday, <laughs> um, comic, which is going to be released on a Friday. Yeah, so we're going to uh, crit some of your mixes, some sugar mixes, and um, as per usual, I just picked three random mixes from the Rocktagon, our Facebook mix crit group. I actually, what I tried to do was I tried to find mixes that had no comments on them. Cause that's a good idea. Yeah, cause like, cause I know that there's some of you guys are bummed that if you get no comments, and I want to tell you that one of the ways to make sure you get comments is to crit other people's mixes and establish a rapport with them and become friends, because then they'll crit you guys. But uh, those of you who haven't been getting comments, this is my way of uh, making sure that uh, you get some attention too. Now, let me just say, uh, I think we need to say this every time. Our feedback, uh, we promise that we're going to be honest, and so we're not gonna we're not gonna be your friends about this. We're not gonna be your girlfriends or your moms about this. And <laughs> we're not gonna yes you, and we're not gonna pretend like it's better than it is. We want you to get better, and so we're just gonna be honest. And uh, if some of it might come off as harsh, but we're just calling it like we hear it, and. You gotta have a fucking sense of humor. I yeah. mean, I'm already wound up, and I haven't even started critting. I've been getting a lot of good feedback lately, and people that are really enjoying these episodes because we're so over the top. But we do it with a sense of humor. Like we're we're just a bunch of buddies having fun, talking about music and stuff, and we do this for you guys. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're trying to be the mentors that you can't have in real life. You can't sit down and ha- you know have that old bitter fuck sitting across the the console being like, "That fucking mix sucks." What the hell is that snare drum? Get out of here and go clean the toilet, you know? So, you know, you don't even have to clean the toilets. Like, we just yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said... We do it out of love, baby. <laughs> with that said, we're going to listen to listener-submitted mixes now of uh, Monstrosity by Meshuggah. And uh, let's listen to a mix. This is by Mr. Julius Gala.
Okay, that was by Mr. Julius Gala. You want me just to read you my notes and we can go with that, or does one of you guys? Can I start? Do you want to start? I just want to start with that one liner. We gotta get that drum roll. There's gonna be the big hype. I'm just gonna build it up. Vocals too fucking quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, he's got to turn the vocals up because I feel like they're getting eaten by the track. Like it's really hard to hear. Um, and I, I get it. Like sometimes vocals are cool, like when they're quiet in metal. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to be super loud. But um, it's really we're really struggling with the audibility. And I think because it's Meshuggah, everybody wants to mix the guitars really fucking loud because it's Meshuggah. Holy shit! Did they mix the guitars? Loud, yeah. Loud. What yeah. the fuck? We're gonna talk about balance. But yeah. you know, it's funny because I'm actually working on a balance fast track, and like it's it's really really strange thing for me to talk about because I'm like balance dude like what can I possibly teach people about balance I mean you just move the fader until it sounds right but then I started thinking about it and Al and Joey and I we went back and forth and we're like man there's a lot of really important things to talk about and this is the one thing we see over and over again every single month here on Mixed Crit Monday on a Wednesday <laughs> coming out on a Friday <laughs> yeah. the, I mean balance is really the number one thing that most people are struggling with and you know there's a lot of factors that can cause balance to be difficult for example the monitoring setup in the room you know having a sub or not having a sub is your room treated or just you know inexperience and really trying to find your stuff so I think we found a really cool way to teach it and that's something we're going to be working on here for URM Enhanced hey, you that's guys clearly out. need it yeah so uh, <laughs> hopefully I, I hope it really helps because, man, I feel like every every week here or uh, month we do this, we're like, balance, man, balance. So the vocals are way too freaking quiet, man. They got to come up, you know, like listen to Tua's mix. You can hear the vocals very well, but they're not too loud. They're not too quiet. They're just in that sweet spot. It's so beautifully mixed. So Where it sits perfectly with the music. Yeah. 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 It's got to gel because if it's too loud, it's like the vocals are just floating in space and it's like disconnected. But if they're too quiet, you can't hear what the fuck is going on. And it's just like guitarist, you know, like the guitars, not only that, they are so loud. So so they swallow everything. Yeah. And they're a little harsh in 2K. Do you get that? Oh, yeah. They're painful. Yeah. I mean, there's just a little bit. I don't know. There's a little bit of a pinch there, and it, 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 the problem with these mixes and all of these mixes we're going to listen to today, today have this common theme: the balance is off, and the mid range is kind of like it needs a lot of work in terms of EQ. I get it. This band is tuned low. It's Mashuga, and it's a fucking nightmare to mix a band, even as incredible as Mashuga is, that has this much information going on in that lower mid range and that mid range. Uh, the upper mid range and the low end. I mean, it's a disaster. Now I will say, what did you think of the low end on this mix? Because I thought actually his low end was pretty freaking banging. And it was I'm talking pretty solid. Yeah, like maybe yeah. like a hundred hertz down. It was. He really did a pretty good job on the bottom end. But however, I do have it written down here, and these are my notes, so they are correct. Um, <laughs> that I couldn't even hear a bass. No, so I can hear the bass. Though, Fuck bass. We don't care about bass. Though <laughs> so I could, I will agree that out of the three mixes, this one had the best low end. Um, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't make out a bass guitar in there, yeah. and I realized that that's a fucking ninja challenge on a Meshuggah mix. I don't know. I find that on most Meshuggah mixes, mixes the bass is actually carrying the guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the way you should do it in this genre. Don't you Definitely, think? Definitely, yeah. Especially when you tune that low. Yeah. It, how do you do it in your mixes? I mean, you tune low. You've got. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, I find that like splitting the bass so you have a sub and then a top end separately mm-hmm. definitely helps for that. 
because basically when you're tuning so low you start interfering with the bottom end of the kick drum as well and getting the sub to actually sit right between bass and sub and it's almost like you have to choose whether you want to hear the bass or you want to hear the bottom end of the kick drum he it's really hard to watch the low and fast track we just put out no <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't no he just knows what he's doing yeah, yeah. You well, know, go well you say that but I don't I'm still learning <laughs> we all are yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the bass, the bottom end, especially the tightness of the kick, I thought was pretty solid on that mix. Except the kick needs more attack. Do needs more attack. Definitely needed more attack. But the bottom end of it was pretty solid, and the attack probably was quite a simple solution to. And I thought the balance, like the volume of the kick, was really good. Like it really propelled the energy of the mix, and he yeah. did a good job of that. But the kick just needed a little bit more definition again because the guitars were too fucking loud I, I mean, think if the guitars were down a little bit then maybe the clarity of the kick would have come up just to and the vocals wouldn't be so varied And that's very true and yeah. let's talk about another thing that was weird that snare it's so whack it physically hurt my ears, but at the same time, it sounded small. But at the same time, it sound. I just put it. Snare sounds strangely overcompressed. It's making the transient suck. Uh, <laughs> like if a transient could suck. If a transient could suck, this is what suck would sound like. Um, what was the last time? What was the last? We had a good one liner last time. It was like crossing pissers or something. It was uh, piss streams or something. Crossing. It crossing was like, swords. No, it was crossing streams while pissing but still missing the toilet <laughs> that was, it, was some, it was something like that it was something fucking absurd um this snare is like um i can't even think of something yeah even don't, don't even try the snare just kind of like hurts it was really really small sounding as yeah well. there was no weight to it there was no body small and, and harsh. also there was also no crack to it it's kind of boxy mm. too yeah like it's it's just like barely audible it's as well. the opposite of everything you need in a snare drum mm-hmm. in my opinion i mean you know you need punch you need a little bit of snap it's really because if you think about the structure of the mix structurally in terms of the mix the kick and the snare you know like the kick is your power that's your energy the snare is like your cornerstone that's the thing that holds on the mix and tells you what fucking time signature you're in what feel you need to have where to bob your head that's like that gravity element that really gives the mix that that feel and that swing it's like the thing that locks it so if the snare doesn't like hold the groove if it's just kind of floating in space it's kind of like you know you can have a badass kick but dude if your snare isn't badass then your mix is uh I find the snare's what hits you. Yeah. Bollocks, yeah. as you yeah. guys would say. Yeah. Bollocks. Rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. No, Straight to bollocks. the bin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that snare is rubbish, right? Hey, yeah. Can, can we talk about the solo? Uh, yeah, talk about the solo. What's on your mind? All right, I got a lot to say about the solo. It's fucking buried. You can't hear it. Like, he must hate lead instruments. You know what it is? I just figured it out. Maybe his monitors are spaced, um, like, too far apart or too close. So, like, what it's doing is the, the center instruments, I think they're too far apart because the center instruments sound, um, they're undermixed in terms of volume, except for the kick. Yeah. So maybe he's got a really awesome sub, but maybe his, you know, so he's got his sides over jacked and then his center sounds like it's on point. And then when it actually comes into how it's supposed to be, the center is really weak. So his like vocals are really undermixed and so is his lead. So all of his lead instruments are undermixed, but his sides are really jacked and super loud. So mm-hmm. that, that may be something you want to check into. He might also be mixing on headphones, if that's the case. They should know better by now. But they <laughs> don't. But they don't. He might also be fucking with MS processing yes, and yes, just destroying yes. the sides. S one dude at two hundred percent, just raging. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again to detect that sort of. Watch, watch him comment on this and be like, "Actually, I have a perfectly treated room." Yes, <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> no, but 
it usually well the thing is the leads also the leads being buried could also be a symptom of those rhythm guitars being yeah. fucking jacked yeah it's like he's got to ride it and it's, it's almost like the guitars yeah. get louder there if I remember correctly when he hits that part of the song okay there are some weird volume things happening in the song too we're not talking about the band volumes we're talking about actual volume that wasn't that funny Oh, <laughs> that! I'm here all week. If you need dude, my... that, that one failed. Yeah, failed hard. <laughs> that was that was rough, dude. That was, still... I wasn't on fleek. Sorry. We still love you, but um, yeah, no, there was a weird volume thing when the vocals came in. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the mix just got way louder. Even though it was like the, it was almost like something. A louder element came in, meaning the vocals, and then the guitars turned up just to swallow those vocals. Yeah, that might just been too much limiting on the yeah. master track. So that's why I was thinking maybe there's some weird MS something. Maybe on you his put L one all the way or... to make all the way on. <laughs> hey, yeah, MS for major suck. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Not the mix. That's actually I wasn't slogging the mix. I mean, MS is like MS is one of those things that. In the right circumstances, it can fucking save your life. But if you just do MS because you hear Ted Jensen does it or something like that, you can really fuck up your mix. I mean, I, I've, I've created some mixes uh, in the one-on-ones, and I'm just like, what do you have on your guitars? They're like, oh, I did like an MS EQ. I'm like, dude, turn it off. Like, you totally did it wrong. And they're like, really? I'm like, just turn it off. They're like, oh, yeah, dude, this actually does sound better. I'm like, you can really screw it up. So you need to be careful with MS. I mean, again... It comes back to fundamentals. Mixing, in my opinion, is so much about just mastering the fundamentals. And the crazy stuff is there when you need to solve a crazy problem that you can't fix simply. And it's great to have a tool like MS, but man, like, it's fucking dangerous. It's like a linear multiband compressor. I mean, we use it, and then the people will be like, oh, yeah, this is really easy. And then, like, I'll get mixes to crit. And I'm just like, man, what do you got on your master bus? And then I'll look at their Lin MB, and I'll be like, dude. You shouldn't have just copied our settings. You should think about what you're doing because it, you've totally screwed up your mix. Just turn it off. Start there. Turn it off. Bounce it and resend it to me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, now the mix already sounds better. So these really advanced tools, like, they're they're alluring, you know. It's like looking at the, uh, the, the girl in the dress and she's looking good and you talk to her and she's super hot. And, but then she's just fucking pure drama. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. There's something about her. Yeah, she's got AIDS. All right, next fucking. All right, next mix. (laughs) All right, this one is by Mr. David Coloma.
All right, that was by our subscriber, David Coloma. And uh, where's the low end? Dude, no power at all in this mix. Yeah. I mean, like, a, a band like Mashuga's got to kick you in the balls and punch you in the face at the same time. Like, and man, hit you in the chest with a baseball bat. You remember those Nintendo video games where, like, you could punch and kick at the same time and it just did, like, a straight parallel <laughs> line? Like, it needs to do that shit, like, wreck the enemy and they fall off the map, and this mix doesn't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're absolutely right. Okay, so this brings up, this mix brought up something uh, that I noticed in a lot of mixes. And when I looked through the tracks, I thought that this was going to be a problem. So, you know that Tua reamped like five times, and there's like five layers for every rhythm guitar. Yeah, but he can do that. It, well, yeah, no, he, he obviously he knows what he's doing, but he actually sent all that. So every subscriber got the the 20 tracks because it's two rhythms per side five amps per rhythm Leave it to at work Unity with game. and uh <laughs> and the thing and we told them this Tui did not have them all at equal volume and he also phase corrected them which you have to do when you have multiple amps playing at the same part the same guitar part mm -hmm. so what I'm hearing in these, remember you heard it and you said that away. you heard that there was a phase issue with the guitars. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's the all the amps are just blaring, and the person didn't take the time to control them or time align them or anything. That's what I'm hearing, and it's so bad. Like you can hear sometimes with like the when guitars start to phase weird and amps start to phase weird, it almost sounds like like. The distortion gets eliminated. You could hear like a di in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And, like it starts to sound really, really weird. And it moves as well. Yeah. Of the phase that you can really, yeah, really hear it. There's a major note that I have on this. And to me, the whole fucking mid range is weird. And dude, I think that's what's ca helping yeah, cause it. It's like one that. of the weirdest mid ranges I've ever heard on a mix. Because you're hearing twenty layers of guitar. Yeah. Phase like shit. It's a mess, um, and again, we have a very undermixed center on this mix. You know, the kick and the snare are like non-existent, and it's just like guitar just racking super yeah. loud. Yeah, they need to get okay. You need what you need to do is first of all get a a mix, a sub mix of one guitar sounding awesome. Yes, like take the yeah. time and balance the layers and time align them and get it sounding ripping and bus it to a guitar bus for that one guitar. So basically you bus one all the five guitars into one like guitar left one and then you bus those all to a main guitar bus. And you control the volumes from that. Once you get the submixes down, you don't touch them anymore and then you might even want to hide the tracks so that you don't overwhelm yourself, but you get the fucking main balance first. It's tempting. I mean, when I yeah. get five mics, I immediately just completely turn them off. I'm just, I'm well, like, find dude, the best pair. Okay, so you know Ola? Uh, yeah. Ola England did a did a video on this because he's been subscribed for a while and he fucking loves it. And um, he just reamped it himself. Yeah. No and his sounds good. Like, I mean, you're allowed to do that. Absolutely, you are. Yeah, there's no rule that says that you have to use what we provide. I usually start with... Less, so I'll, I'll go down. I'll find the best pair that I'm like, man, this gets me stoked. And then I'll be like, all right, what's the second best and third best? And then you know, so I'll add them. Be like, does this make the sound better, or does it make it sound worse? I'm not going to just add something to add something. You know, you like if you get you get a sick guitar tone out of the, the a, you know just one mic position, 
and then you add another one in and another and if it makes it sicker you're like damn that's sick yeah oh that's really cool you know then keep adding them but you may find maybe you only need two or three or you know maybe at different parts in the song you want to get slightly different tones like the guitar goes into like a solo you know switch off or something like that and then you want to just pull up like Mike D because Mike D is really cool for that but you know A and B are the main mics in the in the, in the mix so yeah you gotta like I, I, yeah, I feel like that's going to be a, a major problem a lot of these mixes are going to have is people are going to... That mid-range, it just stacks. And if you don't know how to yeah. handle the, the EQ on... It, it just compounds five times. So it, it's got a crazy mid-range. And I find another thing with guitars as well is that a lot of people just pan them hard left and hard right straight away. Me. You do that as <laughs> well? fucking lutely Wow. There's I only three pan positions all the way and up the center. <laughs> Wow. Unless it's a hi-hat or something stupid. but yeah. Wow. I find that if you move it around sometimes, it can completely correct everything wrong that's with the mix. I'm not disagreeing with you. Hmm. I just like extreme things. Maybe it's for the... I just really hate guitars. It's just white noise at the side of a track. Um, <laughs> well, so I, I find that I'll start with less guitars on the side, make the driving force of the track the bass, especially with something like my sugar, and then start adding things in if I think it needs more weight in certain areas or more top end or something like that. So now I don't remember even to his he sent me his actual mix if his were hard panned or not. Mm-hmm. I not to say that's wrong. I'm just saying no, that you, I find you just do things how you like it, which is I guess actually kind of along the lines of what I was about to say, which is Tui recorded the album. Yes. So from the outset or the inception of the record, he obviously had a vision in his head with the band and they approached the guitars in accordance with that vision but nobody except for Tua is Tua and so just because he sends you his guitars doesn't mean you have to use them like that that's why there's DIs he knows what he wants yeah exactly but you you can't can't, read his mind exactly and you will never be him so (laughs) that's not to say that you can't get a good mix but it's to say that... Um, There's only one. It's like Highlander. Well, it's just to say that Great you idea. should do what what makes sense for you. And just because you have 20 tracks of guitars doesn't mean you need to use 20 tracks of guitars. Um, if it's fucking you up and you don't know how to balance them right, maybe you shouldn't use them all. Mute all of them. Mute yeah. all of them and just let the bass do it. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude, just super bass. And bass. the bass. <laughs> Let's talk about vocals. You know me, I'm gonna always come back to the vocal. It, to me, it's like so muffled, and the guitars are just completely masking it, and like there's just no freaking top end on the vocals. And I get it, you know, we have this crazy, massive mid range buildup, but where do you put your vocals in that frequency spectrum? I mean, you know, they're, they're dull, and you have all this extra mid range in the guitars. It's just like you need to, you need to crank it up a bit, you know? Like, you need some top. You need to park it somewhere. You can't just throw everything up the middle. You know, it's not like... It'd be like playing... Well, for you Europeans, we have this thing called American football. (laughs) It'd be like, you know, handing the ball to the running back and going up the fucking center every play. You know, no passes, no going around. You know what I mean? Just like right up the center. You know, get that two or three yard gain every time. (laughs) Why is it called football when they don't have... Yeah, the football, the game where you throw with your hands. I'm a a producer. I don't care what sports. Okay, it was a shitty analogy, but you know what I mean? It, the point is, in, in American football, that's like the most bullshit play. Like That's what you want to do when you're on the one-yard line at the end of the game and you want to you want to score, and you know you don't want to gain a lot of yards. You go right up the fucking middle, where there's the most amount of defenders. Yeah. It should be called American handball, really. Yeah, yeah. That sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. 
So yeah, I mean, well, why don't they just play rugby? A real rugby sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more into like katana fighting to the death. No, <laughs> but no, seriously, like the vocals are they're, they're too muffled, and it's just competing for too much mid range. So you got to get that sorted, man. Like you got to space that out. Get some air in the vocals, and just like make some space in the mid range, man. There's just no room. It's there's there's no room. Those guitars. those guitars are swallowing everything again. And then, once again, we have a snare. It sounds like a little beep, Yeah, can we turn up the whole kick and snare thing, like, 6 dB? How about... We'll turn the guitars down Yeah, how about six fix the guitars? Nah, do you turn everything up? Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, Make a whole clip. Yeah, I just turn it up. I absolutely... Just L1 it, dude. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, we gotta, get, we gotta get some audible kick and snare. Because, again, because we don't have kick and snare, structurally, the mix has no energy and no power. So we're missing the energy, we're missing the anchor of the mix, and it's just, like, mid-range, just destroying you. And, you know, maybe even if the guitars were down, like, 10 dB, the, the mid-range, 10 dB. <laughs> but seriously, um, I mean, the balance is that off to me. So if the guitars are that quiet, like, that mid-range, you could be way screwed up in terms of frequency and mixing but at least you'd have like the kick and snare driving it so it would be masking the fact that the mid-range is totally underdone and is not mixed correctly so sometimes you can get away with that when you have really quiet guitars so you know you can also use balance as a weapon I guess is, is the point that brings up something interesting and talk about in the next mix shall we listen to it yeah let's listen to it Where no 
Okay, this is by Mr. Rico Ruotolo, and holy loud snare, Jesus, like, what the fuck? Hey, the kick is solid on this mix. Yes, I was going to say, this is the best sounding kick and snare out of the three mixes, though that snare is wholly loud. Now, hold on. The snare needs some crack. It's too dark. But it's still better than the other two. It is. It's got more weight. Yes. Exactly. It totally has more weight. It does, but... the kick is the best, too. The whole mix is underwater. Yep. Remember the underwater guitar plugin we're coming out with? Yes. <laughs> we're, we had to put out across the street and underwater. Okay. <laughs> for, for hey, when you know what another plugin we got to make? Uh, Eric, who's been on our podcast, he uh, he listens so fucking yeah. loud. Isn't you it? get this. 
Luca. His, his monitoring levels are fucking ridiculous. So we just like LeBros it and just turn it all the fucking way up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walk down the hall, man, and it sounds like you're at a rock concert. You walk into my room, it's dead silent. You open the hall and you're like, holy shit, it rips your face off and his door's closed. And you're like, you walk into his room like, Eric, man, you can't just turn the fucking mix up, dude, to like, you know, it, it doesn't make it sound better. <laughs> hey, He's like, ah, oh, man, it'll be so I guess that snare got LeBron. So we're going to make that plug-in, too. We're going to make the LeBron plug-in, dude, just fucking cranks your mix up like 8 dB. <laughs> Eric, dude, if you listen to this, we love you, man. You're the shit. LeBron's <laughs> yeah, the snare. Yeah, so, I. there is a guitar. But the thing is, we're sitting here at least complimenting something about this mix. Mm-hmm. And earlier you were talking about how at least if you turn the drums up some and focus on power in the kick and snare... It will help, like, it'll help at least mask some of the other problems. And I feel like out of all the mixes, I'm this is the one that... Well, his guitar mid-range is whack, too. Yes, it is whack. It's it, fucking <laughs> whack, but it's not as whack because there's some kick and snare in here. Yes. It just needs some top end, man. It's so fucking dull. It just sounds like there's a blanket. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. you guys, okay, you guys need to come hang out with me and learn how to turn up 8K on everything. You just got to walk <laughs> in, just crank crank the red knob like Chris Lord Algae does. <laughs> you know? maybe, maybe he was mixing this too loud, and that's why the yeah why the top end has been masked, because maybe he was just listening too loud, his ears starting to get fatigued, and they started shelving off some <laughs> of the top dude, ends. Dude, you the bras did, man. <laughs> oh, dude, definitely. The bras the fuck out of it. Just <laughs> turn it up super loud, man. Fuck the top end, just <laughs> louder. <laughs> More volume. So, yeah. Um, how, how loud do you mix? Uh, I've been mixing too loud recently and have the same issue. That's probably why I understand the what want. You've been lebrossing it. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I got to have Eric listen to this podcast, dude. He's going to come up. You fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is sacred. Uh, I, I mix around 84 dB at the moment, which is far too loud. And it should be more like 78. The I fact think. that you measure it is cool. I, I started measuring it because I was like, I think I'm mixing too loud. Measured it and I was like, damn. But yeah, I used to mix a lot quieter. If I can't scream at my intern over the mix and he can't hear me like, Tim! like then it's, you know, I'm mixing too loud. So I, I have I have it under the level that I can yell at or just talk loudly. You know, if, if I can, if I'm talking at podcast You need level, to be able to hear a strict inflection in Joel's voice. Yeah, like I, I need to put terror into Tim's voice, in just to Tim, you know, like he'll be sitting there on Facebook like, Tim, and like, you know, if the mix is too loud, like I'm just not as terrifying to be around and then I'm not doing my job is, you know... So, you know, Tim, we love you too, kind of, today. But was it, you know, he was on time today. Never mind. I can't make fun of him for being late. I'm going to say this. I think that the guitars are suffering from the same problem as the other two mixes. And that part of the blanket could be, uh, could be fatigue, like you're saying. And I also think part of it, it comes from just there. He's got those layers of guitars at weird levels, and there's weird phasey shit killing frequencies we want to be hearing and the bass top end is not existent again so there's nothing kind of like filling in the top end too you could get some top end maybe not in the guitars but at least out of the bass that could be another way you could attack the mix so yeah the cymbals also didn't have much top end either yeah and the low mids on this are actually a little bit muddy and a little bit rough again I equate it to tuning and um, you know just he's got to clean up his EQ as I guess is the theme of everything today but there's another problem in this mix that I think is the most important problem we haven't addressed it yet and that it, the mix the vocals are way too fucking loud they completely don't gel meaning the ambience is way off and they're not EQ'd right but they're pumping the shit out of the mix the yeah. mix is just crushing a compressor somewhere and it just pinches down man and um it's, it's wildly pumping at first comment John walks in he's like man this mix pumps like crazy and I'm like yep 
Yeah, it, it really does. It's interesting because I feel like we push for loud vocals on Nail the Mix sometimes and on the podcast. And Someone actually listened? <laughs> well, look, and pop has very loud vocals, and lots of the biggest metal bands in the world have super loud vocals in their mixes, like Lamb of God. Those vocals are like at pop volume. But they gel. But they gel, and that's the thing. They still, they don't sound... Like, it's not like you have your vocals, like... Towering. Towering over a tiny mix that's across the street. Like, it's loud, but it's still part of the music. Yes. You have to keep that in mind. Um, In metal, the music is not a background element. The music is the driving force, but... So the vocals do need to sit on top of it, but they still... They kind of need to nestle comfortably. If it doesn't gel... Into a throne of blood. It's going to sound wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing. I was doing a test mix on a band, I'm not going to say, recently, and I got to the vocals, and, man, I spent, like, a day trying to get them to sit in the the mix because it's just, like, they were, like, single-tracked, and I'm like, dude, man, call the singer. you got to fucking double this shit because it's, it's not... You know, you want a really modern mix, and then you get into a really modern mix, and it's like your vocals are recorded old school, and it just doesn't have enough thickness and density, harmonic density to cut. You need to double that shit, man. Like, I, I Did just, they double it once you told them? Uh, I don't have a set of doubles on my computer yet, so mm-hmm. maybe... It, it depends. If I win the test mix, then they'll probably listen to me and double them. They don't need to be loud. It just needs that wetness <laughs> and that depth and that harmonic density that... There's like, a- that texture. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just needs that sauce, man. It just sounds that thin that kind and of sound. disconnected. Yeah. And I sat there and played with every stupid reverb and fucking compressor. And, man, and I, I just got pissed off because it was just like, Whoops. don't drop your phone in the middle of the podcast. I dropped my phone. There go my notes. This is the fun about doing this in the same room. Is like I like this. It's yeah, kind of cool. It's, it's a little bit rowdier today. Yeah, we should do this more often. They fly out every week. Yeah. <laughs> Also about the vocal, it could be like not every single vocalist needs to be doubled. It's also the combination of the mic that was used yeah. with the vocal and making sure that it actually works. I mean, this was excellently recorded. I mean, yeah. top notch. We it was um it was recorded by a podcast guest of ours and a guy who's a fantastic engineer. The recording was f- phenomenal. It's just the vocals just needed to be doubled because the mix was so fucking hyped up, aggressive, and so modern that um just the it, man. Just LeBron, just turn it all the way up, baby. <laughs> all have the way ever, to maximum. Have you ever worked with vocalists who uh, might be good, but for some reason they just have an idea about how the engineering is going to go down, and they will not let you double their voice? Oh yeah, I've worked with some of those before. They're just not in. I just don't like that on my voice, man. Here's what you do. You just get them to do multiple takes. Yeah, and then, then you, you tell them it. to go fuck off, and then when they're fucking off, you just hide the track somewhere, and then you secretly double it in there, and then you're like, oh, man, that's a nice effect on my voice. What did you put in? I'm like, oh, I was trying this new vocal plug-in that we've been developing, and we haven't released yet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, I mean... You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, like, they're hiring you as a producer of the mixer to know better than them. I mean, like, there's a balance between artistic integrity and hiring... You know, the professional... You're there to say, hey, listen, you know, it really needs this or it's going to suck. And the artist is too close to it. The artist is like, well, I like my voice. That doesn't mean you might like it like that, but it doesn't mean it sounds best like that. Or more importantly, it might not be the best for the song or the artistic intent of the actual record. It's just like... 
I'm a man, I sing by myself because I'm so cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like, sometimes it's an ego thing, so... Um, Definitely. I mean, how many times have you had to tell the bassist that the guitarist is playing his parts? <laughs> Every time? Every fucking time. The computer time. plays pretty fucking good bass. Oh, it does, yeah. Dude, it slays. Give it me. You know what? I, um, <laughs> me and Joey... Trillion's this, tight, man. Yeah. Like, he didn't fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but the, bo- the low mids and the bottom end on Trillion are kind of shit. Like, you gotta go get Broomstick bass, dude, from like 2005 or whatever. Yeah. Joey turned me on to this in like 2007, and I still fucking use it. And um, <laughs> it's it's an absolute rubbish bass, like, uh, what you call it, uh, bass and programmed instrument VSTI thing. It's it's shit, but it, it sounds awesome in the mix. Yeah. It's 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 just really good. So or you tr- could just do the Mick Gordon trick and use some synths as the sub, and then just use the bass just for the clank. Dude, I hate that. To me, it sounds disconnected. I, he does it well. Mick Gordon, I mean, he, he does it well. He, I can never get it to work. It's weird. Some guys, I've never... I think he's just an alien. Yeah. Well, Joey does it too. He knows how to make it work. We know I've he's never, an alien. I, he, Joey, yeah. Confirmed. Like he <laughs> fell off the boat, um, the yacht, and instead of drowning, like the mothership straight up came and beamed him right back <laughs> on. Yeah, he, he just kind of appeared. Right he back. appeared at Roswell. Well, no, he he fell off the boat. He fucking materialized and materialized back on it. Well, yeah. He fell. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then like he calculated something, and we're like, "You all right?" He was like, yes. <laughs> I think we weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> but Yeah, like some dudes in suits showed up and they were like, so <clears throat> that never happened. We're like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. We're like, we're just we're just creating yeah. some mixes on this boat. <laughs> I wasn't even there, but he sent me a, a message and then like mysteriously my phone vaporized. It but, was fucked up. <laughs> but Wade was telling was saying the same thing on this last Nella mix that um he doesn't like splitting the bass either like that. Well, he doesn't. He do, he likes splitting the bass, but he doesn't like doing the synth low end because uh, it's hard to get it connected. It's hard to get it connected. Yeah. I found that it works really well with an organ, pipe yeah. organ. We're talking about metal here. I know, well, not black metal. Maybe because of that. <laughs> maybe because of that slight little bit of dirt. Exactly. Yeah. There's no bass in black metal, so why would you want an organ? Because they're pretty sick. No, it works. Of course it did. Then again, oh, right. you'll probably so, hate it. No, no, I <laughs> want to hear about this organ trick. Yes. It's basically the sub-sub of the bass. You know, if you're tuning super low... Wait, there's a sub below the sub? No, just the really low <laughs> sub. <laughs> it's his first time, dude. He's not used to us. <laughs> so, basically, obviously, the solid bottom end of an organ. Mm-hmm. Just It's just solid. So, like, 80 and down or something? I mean, there's even a free one that I've used. It's the Leeds, uh, uh, it's Leeds like, City organ. It's, I can't remember the company that does it now. It's completely for free. You can just download it. It sounds great. Sub bottom end, and then just use the bass for everything other than that muddy mess that you get when you tune the fifth string below B. Yeah. Basically. So, what, do you just like low pass the organ from like 100 and down or something? Exactly. You don't even really need to do that because on an organ, I mean, if you're playing in that oh, register, you don't hear anything else mm-hmm. apart from the pipe, you know, going. <laughs> <laughs> kind no, of, you can't even hear that in the mix. Kind of like this podcast episode. Here. What tumbleweed? <laughs> <laughs> hear that? Well, well, it's been fun. I think we've critted some mixes, and yeah. um, hopefully, it's been helpful and slightly humorous. And yeah, we're fucking weird and dorks, I definitely but, yeah. wasn't helpful one little bit. I think so. <laughs> no, dude, I learned of the organ trick, dude. I can't wait to try that. Actually, it's pretty sick. I mean, that's the cool thing about doing the podcast is we get to talk to so many cool people, and everybody has like a certain thing. And I mean, there's all these like cool little tricks. John Brown taught me the SMB seven trick. SMB seven. 
<laughs> is that like the Chango version? Jesus yeah. Christ. What the fuck's wrong with me? Is that the Chinese me? version of it? The, SM, the SBM7. The SM7B snare trick. Oh, wow. yeah, the one above. You're, you're the one who taught me that. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I remember being at Ale Studio. And yeah. I definitely stole off someone else. <laughs> well, Doesn't matter. Isn't that how this shit works? Yeah, it is. So. Nah, dude, all my mixing tricks are original, man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the one where I just turn up the kick drum. Dude, yeah. that no one's ever done that before. No one ever seems to do that. Dude, no one even knows what that is. <laughs> I mean, or I turn down the guitar. I, I, don't, I don't even do that. I just turn up the volume knob on the bracket. <laughs> it's the bracket. <laughs> dude, we got to get Eric out. Too bad he's not here tonight. He can just come in. Dude, Eric, you want to crit some mix? Dude, it's just not loud enough, man. <laughs> Man, the bottom and we'll lock right in. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked out of the building, man. I'm gonna be. We're gonna be doing this on the fucking street next time. We ain't gonna be able to light up the hookah because it's like minus ten fucking degrees outside. I brought the weather with me. Yeah, you did bring the shit weather. Yeah, it's actually better today. It is slightly better today, but it still would suck to be outside. So we're gonna right. have to. Nah, we're not gonna edit any of this. Fuck no. it. I'm just gonna send it to him. And be like, dude, we made this for you. Yeah, fucking <laughs> deal. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna limit the whole podcast like 10 yeah. dB fucking louder. It's gonna put the L one to max. <laughs> Make this the loudest podcast of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat Metallica. Yeah. If they put out a podcast, like it'd be pretty. Ours loud. would be louder. It'd be better than Death Magnetic podcast for sure. If you can square wave our voices, I'll be impressed. <laughs> square wave. <laughs> I got it. I'll just cl- dude. We could clip it. Yeah. Wow. More punch on the transient. More perceived volume. <laughs> Dude, we'll just fuck it. Low brass it, man. Just turn it on. <laughs> well, you guys, you've got one day from when this is released to hand in your uh, Meshuga mixes for the chance to win an Ibanez eight-string guitar. So, uh, Can we talk about the top 20? Good luck. Yeah, let's talk about the top 20 for yeah, a second. For, let's talk about, actually, because I'm a, I'm a lifetime Ibanez supporter and lover. I mean, my, I love Ibanez guitars. Let's talk about how fucking sick our prize is this month. Yeah. Thank you, Ibanez. We love you. They're giving us an Ibanez... Eight string RG Iron Label guitar. I said that totally out of order, and I don't care. And it's fan um, fret with fan frets. I mean, dude, it's sick. And I love Ibanez guitars more than any other guitar company. Me too. And my uh, nicest guitar is an LACS Iceman. Oh, so I've been with them for years. I've been with them for dude ten years. He got a guitar built by the Samurai. Yes, I got a '97. My, my guitar was built by the Samurai. Wizard one. Uh, I've been as S, so I got the Wizard One neck, and that that is my favorite neck ever. And I don't know why they switched to the Wizard Two. So if you guys are listening to this, you better bring that back and then send me the first one. <laughs> if you were cool enough to get a Lax, they would have made you a Wizard One neck. The Samurai can do whatever you want. I'm pretty sure that my Iceman has a Wizard neck. Dude, those Wizard One necks are Icemans are dumb. It's dumb, and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love Icemans. Mine's great. Yeah, yours is great. Let's but talk about it, the top 20. Okay. That's what I wanted to talk about. Well, wait. One more thing. Uh, the other part of the Ibanez prize is fucking cool. Those pedals. Yes. The mini pedals are fucking awesome. There's like a delay, a chorus, and a distortion. And a distortion pedal. Yeah. the cheap streamer? Mini cheap streamer, is it? No, it's the super metal. Ah, uh, yes. And, uh... I don't know. The pedal. They're just good pedals. Yeah, it's, dude. It's I, I, That's a pretty awesome prize. So one of you guys is going to win that. But let's talk about the top 20 first. Okay. Because <laughs> you really want to talk about I, the I get mad every. I get mad every month. Because me too. I, I, it irritates me. It, it, it does because 
everybody gets... What I don't like seeing is when you guys are like, man, this is bullshit. You're telling me this mix didn't make the top 20 and then the kid puts their mix and it's like, come on, man. Like, that's not cool. And I I mean, (laughs) I I really mean this in a good way. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but every every month there's a couple of guys who get like bent out of shape or whatever. I'm going to say this one more time and I feel like I say this every time. When we do the top 20, usually there's like a top three or two or five mixes that really kick ass and stand out. Then there's kind of like the next five and they're pretty good. And then like the whole, we'll call it 15 through 20 or even 10 through 20. Or 15 through 30 yeah, or 40. It, it's kind of like interchangeable. So I might be listening to mixes and I'll be like, yeah, that one kind of like I feel better about this mix, but you know, the snare is better in this mix and the balance is a little bit better in this mix and the guitar tone is cooler in this mix. It's like, which one do you pick? Yeah, I mean that's what that's why they vote. We're just like okay, th- these are the mixes where I'm like, all right, cool. That feels kind of that that feels better than the last four that I've listened to. So I'm just gonna pick that one, you know. And it's also the fact that you guys go through 500 mixes. Dude, yeah, it was it's, 526 last month. It's right? retarded. Like so, you listen to five mixes, you've already forgot what the last one sounded like, and you're just you're sitting there. And by the time you get to like number 50 or 60 or God forbid 300, you're just like, you know what? I'm going to go cry in the corner. Yeah. And I'm going to not come back from the corner until I'm done crying. The, yeah. the thing is that our winners, <laughs> the top winners, typically I know in advance which one is going to win. Usually I can call the first place or second place oh, yeah. just from listening to the top 20. and uh, You go through that top. We, we try to narrow it down to like really, a top 50. It's really clear who's going to win yeah. most times. And then once you have the top 50, you come back the next day and you listen to them. And then you're just like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, you're like, these three mixes really kick ass. These really stand out. And then there's kind of like everything else. So, and, you know, there's another thing. Regardless of how good you think your mix is, that's not what matters. Yeah. What matters is how good other people think your mix is. And so in this case... What matters is if we think your mix is good, not if you think your mix is good. So if uh, we don't think it's good, we're not going to pick it. I'll tell you a story. And that's kind of all there is to it. And out in the real world, that's kind of how it is, too. Uh, You might lose a test mix that you think is fucking banging. Happened to me. It's happened to to all all of us. us, And uh, it is what it is. Like there, It could be for a good reason or a bad reason or whatever. The thing is that when you're the winner, there's like five other guys who are probably thinking the same thing, like, mine was better, why didn't I win? Yeah. Mine was better, why didn't I win? Mine was better, why didn't I win? What the fuck, are these guys fucking assholes? Just like, no. Those cognitive they, biases. They just like the other mix better, or there's politics, or whatever. But in this case, it's like, dudes, relax. It's yes. not the biggest deal in the world. This is about learning and yeah. growing and Tui, solving problems. Tui, Tui Madsen is the guy that actually won the Michigan competition yes he did so, and uh and in the real world you'd have to go up against him and probably five other guys <laughs> and then you gotta beat him and all none of them they're yeah, all so amazing so in the real world you'd be going up against like him and like will putney and like chris who, and like who the hell knows yeah. for a mishuga mix so like good fucking luck Bergstrom? who knows maybe yeah. yeah i'm just saying like yeah, yeah like, and all those guys are the, the list would be something like that right if they were sending out test mixes you'd shit your pants when you look at every name on the list you'd be like fuck how am i gonna beat that guy shit how am i gonna beat that guy fuck you know like oh. yeah it, it's 
It's about learning, guys. And whether you win or lose or place in the top 20, and I know that's some some of your guys' goals. It's it's not really about that. It's about getting better. It's about practicing hard. And I know some people are like, well, why didn't I get in the top 20? Guys, we can't listen to every mix and write a crit. Like, literally, there'd be no time to podcast. There'd be no time to even get the next nail of the mix lined up. Or, you well, know, think that'd be time to sleep. Yeah, like, yeah. we wouldn't have time to film any fast track. But, like, we'd literally be like, all we do is listen to mixes and make comments. And, you know, we'd have to really raise the price of nail the mix like yeah we'd have to make it prohibitively expensive for most of you so that we could spend the time with every individual mix yeah i mean from our point of view it's like the top 20 is cool and it's important to us and we you know we want to do the best job we can but at the same time we can only spend so much time on it you may or may not disagree with what we're doing at the end of the day we have so much time and we would rather spend that time trying to serve you guys and make like the next cool badass thing that we're working like for example the low end fast track is four fucking hours of content. It took me weeks to like sort all that shit out and get it right and find the right examples and you yeah, know the one that and then it took us a week to film and then two weeks to edit. Yeah, and then Joey and I just did a really awesome one on something dealing with guitars. I'm not going to reveal it yet, but again, that that's like almost three hours and fifty minutes of raw content. We'll probably come down to like three thirty or even three hours at the bare minimum. But I mean, it's there's so much shit in that and so much knowledge and so many details and just so much effort goes into this stuff and not to mention all the stuff that you guys don't know about that we've been developing so much effort and time like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of just non-stop 10 hour 16 hour days i mean like we've been filming this month for almost so much stuff and i'm thinking like i can't even remember the last time i've slept more than like four or five hours other than one day this weekend i mean it's just been a grind so we'd rather we'd rather do that than spend an extra four or five hours um really sitting down and being like okay man no this mix is number 19 and this is 17 or you know what i mean and this one this one's 26 it's feeling pretty 18 to me and here's why you know so guys don't get too much out of shape out of that shit trust me it, it's for the best like we're more worried about like who's gonna be on nail the mix next and how can we get this really fucking sick band and you know their management's really hard to get a hold of you know what I mean like there's so many things that go into so we're, we're, we're really pushing to spend our time doing stuff that's gonna yield a much higher value for you than the top 20 so it's great that some of the, your guys goals just don't get too bent out of shape about it because you know, at the end of the day, it's opinions. And if you're proud of your mix and you worked hard, who cares how it does, man? It's about just keep mixing as many songs as you can, just getting better, working on it. You know, the Roctagon is a great place to get feedback. This is a great place to get feedback. And, um, you know, I never had anybody critting my mixes when I was coming up. I had never had anybody I could ask and say, hey, dude, why does my mix not sound as good as so-and-so? I feel like my drums sound good. Oh, can I tell my story? I forgot to tell my story because this is really relevant. Tell your story. Many years ago. <clears throat> this is exactly what I'm talking about. Many years ago, say like six, seven, I I started getting pretty decent at mixing, so I thought. And I'm like, man, when I listen to something really A-list and I listen to man, I'm like, man, my drums are sound, you know, pretty much like they're hitting just as hard and I feel like they're just as banging. Like my guitars are pretty good and like I'm A B and against the reference. I'm like, my bass feels like it's at the same volume and it feels pretty massive, but and I was like, yeah, man, my man mix is getting pretty close. Like I can A B at the clients impressed. But you know, looking back, dude, those mixes suck. Now I realize why the, the mixes I was referencing just crushed my mixes. And back then I was like, nah, dude, my drums sound about as good, my bass sounds about as good. How, my, what were you doing to trick yourself? 
I was just like... It, it, Were you LeBrossing it? No, I wasn't LeBrossing it. It was just like, I don't know even how to explain it, other than my ear wasn't developed enough, so it sounded like, man, my drums... So they sounded the same-ish. Yeah, like my my kick drum and snare had just as much impact, but it, it just didn't fucking have that sauce, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it sounded just as big, and like, but it really didn't. And I go back and I look at those mixes, like, man, I used to suck. And I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, I still suck now, but I suck. I know exactly what you're talking about. When I first started getting a little better at mixing, I'd compare to shit. And it was, I'd have those same feelings, like, mine is just as good. And then I go back and listen, and it's not. Mine's were nowhere near. It doesn't gel. It's it's missing yeah. that like your EQ. It doesn't like the top end of this doesn't lock with the top end of that. It's not perfectly carved. It's not like there's not that synergy. So that's the thing is like a lot of you guys could be going through that phase where you're listening to it. You're like, nah, dude, my mix, dude, it fucking racks. It should be in the top twenty. It's because you probably learned something new and you're using a new technique that you're finally like. It's like your brain is finally figuring out this new technique. Your ears finally starting to hear like how a compressor reacts to something new or whatever and you just get high on yourself and I also find that if you over listen to your own mix while you're mixing you just get attached you just right? get used to that sound like you're in that space of that particular timbre that everything is sounding and everything else just sounds worse it's hard yeah. to be objective yeah totally so, yeah. so you have to like put it away for a few days and then come back to it Absolutely. And even still, I mean, there's a lot of like non tangibles that are kind of like hard to explain. But when you have that aha moment and you hear it, you're like, oh man, like now I get when they say blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, now I know what, you know, getting your mid range right really means. Like, holy shit. I, I've never even thought about it like this. Where now I know what. You're just going to have moments where you're going to have ahas and you're going to listen back to your work and be like, man, it really wasn't that good. Shit. But I thought it was at the time. So and then I to... bitched them out on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the thing. There's probably a lot of that going on because sometimes, you know, um, I'll see mixes and people be like, man, I feel like this is my best mix. And, I, and I, I'm getting I'm really getting there. And I'm like, yeah, but you have so much work to do. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And then you'll crit it. And they'll be like, oh, shit, really? Like, damn. And then, like, they'll send you a revision. But like, actually, you made it worse. To go back, do this, reset this, reset this. And so, you know, this is part of the process. This is a totally normal thing. You guys, we all went through this. We all still go through this. You're going to have your days where you think something is the most badass mix, and you come back three months later, and you're like, it's absolutely the worst sounding thing ever. It's terrible. What the fuck was I thinking? And I, you just tell the volume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag LeBrosset. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to make that trend. Been awesome uh, podcasting. Those of you who are listening on iTunes or YouTube and are not subscribed, if you still want to get in on Meshuggah Month, you still got time. The live mix with Tim Madsen isn't taking place till March twenty sixth. And by the way, we rented out NRG for that. So in LA, so it's going to be badass. You still have time. I know you want in on it. Cause hey, you guys never fly me out to Energy to mix. We tried. Oh. We tried to get you out there. So nailthemix.com. <laughs> we did. Nailthemix.com slash Meshuga. We'll see you guys there. Thanks for coming on, John. That's right. Thank you. I was completely useless. I'll just lebross it. Use- <laughs> useless. <laughs> and that... That's a wrap. Have a good one. Yeah.
The Unstoppable Recording Machine Podcast is brought to you by Ibanez Guitars and Basses. Ibanez strives to make high-quality, cutting-edge musical instruments that any musician can afford and enjoy. Visit Ibanez.com for more info. To ask us questions, make suggestions, and interact, visit URM.academy slash podcast and subscribe today.